Whether it's talk about the state of hockey. Just conversing about the world of professional wrestling. Oh my god! Trip, you know what? You just made the list! Oh no! Oh, here we go. Or other pop culture phenomenon. Rob and Dave give you, the listener, their uncensored opinions on the High Sticks and Super Kicks Podcast. The first period starts right now. Welcome to the next episodic version. Hi, Stick the Super Kicks Podcast. We're back after a solid two weeks. Exactly two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. Two weeks. How long will you be staying on Mars? Two weeks. Do you know the movie? Nope. Let's play that bit. Total Recall. Total Re. Get to the chopper. Turn this car Quato. <laughs> Thank you, Tom Petty. Turn this car around. That's everyone driving to the devil game right now. I want to turn so this car around. Fucking lutely. That's, uh, that's how we start off every show, folks. Episode 50. We are 50 years old. Yeah. Oof, and we feel it, too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if, after this past, past month. Oh, my goodness. Babies and yeah. beatings. <laughs> Not necessarily together. Let's just no, no, no. Yes, yeah, yeah, for the record, Dyfus, <laughs> I'm not beating babies. <laughs> well, Dyfus isn't listening. Although, if you are, just download it and just don't hit play. <laughs> Can we tag Dyfus on Twitter? No, <laughs> no, no, no. no. All right, so let's get our brow beatings. For those of you not in Jersey, Dyfus is the uh, child <laughs> services. In case you couldn't use your context clues. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless you didn't know how to spell Dyfus, because really it's D Y F S. Yeah, it's not like Richard Dreyfus sounding like Dyfus. No, no, no. Devils. I'm gonna need a bigger boat. <laughs> Much like Jaws, and with Richard Dreyfus, yeah. the Devils are being eaten by a giant shark called the NHL. Where do we begin? Okay, so we beat the Rangers, right? We were all happy about that. Yeah, that see, like that's just a cock tease. <laughs> it really you, was. I can you can sound you can hear the depression in our voices. It, it's matching the players at this point. It, it's simply just matching the record. It's matching what you're seeing, and apparently, Devil Social Media is now attacking. They are attacking. <laughs> Um, the team by booing at the arena. We'll, we'll take this slot by or pick by pick, right? They're, so they're booing players at the arena. Um, they're attacking reporters verbally and going after their management because they simply are not asking the right questions. They're not pressuring the coaching staff to asking why do you suck or or what have you. Um, 
But you can't. They, they can't. They you can't, can't do that. You can't take things like sarcastically. You're, you're taking everything seriously, so you're going after people. You're causing the people who use social media in the social media department to want to quit social media, <laughs> which kind of defeats the purpose of what their job is. It's not is. all of us, Amanda Stein. It's not all of us. Oh my goodness! What look? As the fan of this tandem on this show, since you are the head coach, I am just a fan who sits in the stands. Yes, I'm angry. Yes, I am pissed. I'm at a point now where I'm just, I'm frustrated. After after that last game that we lost in overtime by, by goal, yeah, I'm, I'm at that point. I'm now at a point that I see that I'm not looking past tonight's game against Philly. No, you can't. Into, into next week going, there's a long West Coast Canada trip. But if that long West Coast Canada trip turns out to be bad, not very bad, not poor, just bad, Ray Shiro has to do something. And I I don't care if it's one of those we lose every game two to one, three to two, and and what the losing has to stop. I don't care if we win 10 9. I mean, I do, but I don't even mind the losing, to be honest with you. I don't mind the losing. Like, you're supposed to lose to a team like Tampa Bay, okay? I just don't want to lose, A, to teams that we should be fighting with evenly. Like Florida. Florida, the Islanders, the Rangers, you know, the Kings. You know, like teams that we should kind of, it should be punch for punch. Mm-hmm. I just want to see us play a to sound cliche, a full 60-minute game with passion in all three zones. And whether you win or lose, it whatever. The The post-game after Tampa's game, where um, Hines was picking apart the good things and you're seeing the progress and the, the Taylor Hall comments about seeing the progress, and then on the flip side, P.K. Subban saying he sucked, Corey Schneider saying that he sucked, I just look at it going, the locker room is starting to feel not desperate, but like, what the hell? I think the coaching staff right now is has reached uh, grasping at straws in the dark right now. Like, they're really, and I, I said it to you before we started recording, that I feel like Himes is just throwing as much shit against the wall to see what sticks, rather than all right, let's take a new approach to things because multiple times during the game, and I'm sure if I was sitting next to you at these games, I'd be able to, as a coach, I'd be able to point out and be like, there were multiple times against Tampa, the Rangers, and who did we play before that where we won? Florida? Mm, I don't recall. But there were multiple times during those games where if you watch the game and the puck, let's say the puck is on the bench side in front of the devil's bench. Right. There's fucking four guys. There's three forwards and a defenseman all right next to each other. And there's only one defenseman in the middle. And then the puck squirts out and it's two on ones. Now, do I agree? Did Corey play his best game? No. No. But if you watch... Go back and watch. Most of those six goals were rebound, rebound, goal. Other than the slap shot from the point, which he didn't see 
because he had three people on his own team in front of him and another two people on Tampa in front of him. But most of those goals were two-on-ones, three-on-twos, rebounds where our guys are, are swiping at the puck rather than swiping it going after the, the open man. And the perfect example of the, the mental, I don't know if this is even a word, fragileness of, Fragile, our, okay. of our team is after we give up a goal, and it's going to happen, but after we give up a goal, don't look at the replay. Look at the Devils players and their reaction. There was a goal, it was against Tampa, I want to say it was towards the end of one of the periods where Probably the first puck period, came out, right? the rebound came to the left side of Cor- uh, well, if Corey's blocker side, and PK swiped at the puck, missed the puck, and whoever it was, point or whatever, was next, boom, tapped it into an empty net. Watch PK's reaction. He's not mad at himself. He's not like, mm, like fucking hulking up. He just, he does the Patrick Elias. He looks up at the ceiling like, oh, fuck, here it is. And that is the mental just fragileness of this team that even though we were winning, that one it, goal, it was like, go. here oh, we here again. we go. Here, here's, here's the, we're going down on the roller coaster. And that was early, dude. That was the first period. Right? That was part of the first goal. It's, it's just, and then you look at Hall and right, and I said, I texted to you where it was the, the game tying goal, I think it was. Right. And I said to you, was that the own goal? Yeah. That he and I it? said, that's all Hall's fault. He gave the puck away the in the side. offensive zone. Yep. And I'll give him credit. He did back check his ass back, yep. but he back checked. Puck went into the left corner. He, for no reason, went behind the net to get back into his position. And rather than just stop in front of the net, if he just stopped in front of the net and picked up his man, that goal never happens because he's not looking at the puck. He's looking at the open man that's back door wide open with nobody near him. But instead, he took the long way around the behind the net. And then by the time he realized that he tried to break up the pass, that pass went off of him and into the net. Where, A, he's a winger. He shouldn't really be in that position to begin with. And B, because he took a roundabout way to get there. He wasted time to... He took himself out of position even more. Um, and since we're on that topic of Taylor Hall, um, I think, and it was pretty much right after that, where obviously I was at the game and I heard it. Booing happened. You're booing the team because, again, turnover leads to a goal and everything else. Um, so he was re- recorded as to uh, mentioning... Um, the booing. Um, I didn't quite necessarily hear the actual question of the uh, of the audio, but here I have it. Oh, we have audio now. Oh yeah, look at this. Look at this. Look at we're moving up. Next thing Fit. we're gonna have interviews. <laughs> easy, easy. It took fifty for me to feel confident enough to bring up the audio. So here, this is a post game. Um, I forget who the who the reporter was. I don't think it really cares. You can't really hear the question, but I think it has to do with something about. You know the atmosphere in the room now with with the losing and and, and just on on that particular uh, topic itself. So here, here's the uh, audience. That just has to be the mindset right now. Stay together and and, and uh, keep working. Yeah, I mean we're we're kind of battling our own fans at this point. 
Um, you know, we're one for three on the power play. We're getting booed. And it's a tie game. We're getting booed. So it's that's a tough environment to play in sometimes, especially when you're at home. I know that when, you know, we're playing somewhere and, uh, you know, their fans start booing, it's uh, it's a fun environment for the away team to play in. Um, you know, I understand the fans' frustration, but, um, you know, I mean, <laughs> after the game, I think, you know, if they're booing, that's, you know, we're losing, that's, that's fine. But, you know, we're one for three on the power play and they're booing our power play. It's, that's tough, especially when you're playing at home. You want to feed off the energy of your crowd and not let that affect you, but sometimes it does. They're booing your power play because you don't shoot the fucking puck. And when you do shoot the puck, you miss the net. <laughs> and, and and Devil's Universe decided to flip their shit on going, fuck, Taylor Hall, fuck you. Heel you. turn. Yeah, pretty much a heel turn. Like, fuck you, you pussy, or whatever. He's gone. He's leaving. Just no, he trade him. He's gone. <clears throat> it's... It, oh, this is, is he a locker room cancer? I, I think I remember reading, um, you know, oh, he's going to head back to Edmonton. Like, Have fun. I, I just. What, what's the old time? See ya. <laughs> um, I, I by, think. By the, way, by the way, rest in peace, Daddy ben, Bennington. Did he? Yeah. Ron Bennington? No, his dad. Oh. Um, <clears throat> look, I, I, think, I think Hall's fucking contract right now is just this cloud that's hanging over the team. And it's a good question because I said, uh, I put it here in in the um, prep here, is that is his contract situation playing a role with this team, meaning two sides of it. The team is like, we have to win so he stays. Like, we have to win. We have to do that. We have to be good. We, like, just, like, gripping sticks too tight and everything else because he has to stay. Is that part of why we're being so shitty like i mean that's obviously not the reason is it a bigger reason i I think so i think it for i don't want to blame shiro because i don't think shiro has really done anything wrong other than you might want to say keeping Hines around till it's too late um i don't think he's done anything wrong but once you talk about the on ice product coaches the players it's it's really all on them because the talent is there and i'm not saying that we are going to be a top 10 team in the league i never thought that but we're talented enough to skate with every team look every night we skated against tampa i get it back to back backup goalie but it's tampa it's still right it's still stamkos and kucherov tampa tampa's supposed to have a thousand points every year they're but supposed to win the cup every year, like Toronto. I just I look at the decision making that goes on on the ice, and I, I've talked about Miles Wood's stupidity, and I've talked about Hall just doing a lot of and and Gusev, and we'll get to him doing a lot of like hope. I I hope that pass gets there. Plays the cross ice passes that we saw during the Eliash time has returned. The blind passes, like you say, the hope passes. It was funny. I made a comment. Um, Miles Wood is like the crash test dummies. Just, I've I know been, why he's in the lineup. <clears throat> and oh. I've I've noticed the past couple games, his role has changed. He's toned, he's pulled it back a little bit, where it's just like, like coaching the staff has told him, 
What your role is is if you get open, they're gonna they're gonna alley oop it to you. That's fine. And you go, and that's your only job. Right. Play it, and if you know what, you don't get to that puck on you know for a breakaway. Well, guess what? You're the fucking first guy in on the four check right now to get that puck. So his role kind of changed. He's still taking the dumb penalties. He's still skating into fucking goalies. He's he's still him. But something's changed in the past couple games that I've seen. I'll tell you what, he's not hitting. He's not following through with his hits. For a guy that fast that's going to be nine out of ten times the first guy on a four check, he's not, he's not, he, we're not punishing other teams' defensemen. We're not causing turnovers, especially that line. I, I, I just don't get, and, and I know I, I've read some of the, the you know, tweets and stuff like, so you sit Gusev, but Miles Wood, or you're you're sitting Boquist, but Miles Wood is still in the lineup. And people are bitching the fact that uh, Hayden and um, and Rooney are, are still in the lineup. I, I have no problem with either one of those two guys being in the lineup. None, no problem. What's they're fourth line guys. Those are fourth line guys. And I've said, and you know, talking about Boquist and, and, and Gusev, if you were to put Boquist and Gusev with Rooney, you're wasting them. That, that's been my retort to people who you're, openly you're bitch You're wasting on, them. Okay? Zaka, I think, is playing well. It's like Zaka and Coleman are pretty much our MVPs right now. Like, I, think, I wish the whole team had their chutzpah. Yeah. I think Nico's playing well. I think Hughes is playing as well as he can. You can see, And you can see it. His, his confidence, his confidence is, going, is boosting is up. up. Palmieri... Is in my opinion the MVP because every shift he plays, every game he plays the exact same way. Mm-hmm. It's very north south. Get the puck to the net. If I don't have the puck, I'm going to the net to do the work. And Simmons turned it around last game a little bit. He probably should have had a goal or two mm-hmm. on top of his three assists. But the problem is, is Hall. Get on my back. PK, get on my... Like, I feel like I have to do it now. Like You can you can tell it, too, that when, when it's... Like, you, you get a feeling that something's going to start turning up, and then they go, okay, I'm turning this up. I'm putting... You know, I'm doing it. And it's like... And I think the team lets is, it. is letting it happen. It's almost like, oh, let me watch them. Oh, wow, look at how fast Taylor Hall's going. Oh, look... He's doing his little shoulder shimmy, PK, and we're standing and watching. Right, they're passengers. We're we're watching instead of interacting. And the only one that interacts when Taylor Hall has the puck is Palmieri. I think at this point, yes, you have PK Subban. Yes, you have Taylor Hall. Let their natural skill play out inside of a play, inside of a set play, inside of whatever. They shouldn't be the ones who are the catalyst and the instigator and the shooter and the goal scorer and everything else. It's let your natural ability be P.K. Subban, be Taylor Hall. What made made Taylor Hall the MVP was the fact that he knew when to pick his spots. It wasn't, all right, I'm going to get the puck in the top of the circle or the blue line in the defensive zone and just skate in a straight line, then I'm going to go behind the net and look for a pass, or I'm going to take that bad angle shot that misses the fucking net and goes around and starts the other team's breakout. He was creative. 
He would come down. Sometimes he'd pull up. Sometimes he'd go into the corner and curl. Sometimes he'd go behind the net. Sometimes he'd cut to the middle. He's very predictable. If I'm coaching against Taylor Hall, I say, just give him the boards. Let him sit there. Like, just stand almost like you're playing zone defense and let him go. Because you know what? If he scores from the boards on the hash marks of the boards or he scores from the corner, that's the goalie's fault. Just pick up. Just pick up everybody else, and and Taylor Hall will be perfectly content staying against the boards. He's fine being a perimeter player, and and that's that's where right now is frustrating to me is I'm not trying to be the coach, but as someone who's coached, how is Ray Shiro and how are these, like if I'm another team, how do you not see, like how is Hines not seeing this? I think last, excuse me, last game, Tampa actually, was defending the ent- on a power play. They were defending the way that we were doing our, our entry, which is what, the 1-3-1? The, one, the drop one. pass, yeah. You had a guy sitting right there, and <clears throat> I hate the drop pass. I've ha- I hated I it hate last year. <clears throat> but it's like the other, the other part, too, is, and one of the questions I want to ask you just from a style point of view, right? If you're going up there and you're going to do that drop pass, right, why are you turning around and putting your back to the, your opponent to dump it to somebody Instead of why aren't you like set up to a point where you're you're trailing the guy? So if you're going up there, you're really just like drop passing it like through your legs or something like well, that. You're or basically on the trying side. to throw a pick. <clears throat> That's what it is. What you're doing is most teams on a penalty kill in the neutral zone will run a diamond or a one-one-two, where there's a guy on the blue line, a guy on the red line, the two defensemen are on the the far blue line. What you're doing is you you want to push everybody back to that blue line. Mm-hmm. And then when you do that drop pass, they're all standing still. And you're rushing and, through. And your, yeah. your, your Jack Hughes are, is coming through with speed. The problem with that is you get any good team defensively, which Tampa is, you just stack the blue line. And now what happens is you have Taylor Hall, you have Paul Mary, you have Wayne Simmons and PK, and then you have Jack Hughes coming. So the, everybody is now standing still at the blue line. Jack Hughes is coming through with all this speed. If I'm Tampa Bay or any team playing defense against me, I say, step up at Jack Hughes. Step up because if you you get the puck off of him, everybody on that Devils team is standing still right now. You got to rush. Looking at your net, you're going this way. You're you're getting a breakaway. Which happened too many times against Tampa. So with all of this. And uh, are we going to talk about Gusev? Oh, sure. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that. All right, Boquist. Apparently, so does the team. Yeah. <laughs> Boquist should be playing. I just don't know where you put him at the moment, where he can be effective. You're not going to take Coleman and Simmons away. You're uh, not, Zaka is playing well with... With Brat and... With uh, Brat, and Brat should never have come out of the lineup. I think that was more of a, show me what you got. Show, I want to see your balls. Are you going to come back and, and, and piss and, and moan? And apparently he fucking showed a big set of fucking balls against so Tampa. Putting Boquist in in Wood's spot right now doesn't benefit the team or Boquist. Gusev, I and I know people are flipping out like, oh, he's the leading goal scorer on the team. How are they sitting him? Because he's lacks defensive. He's he's <laughs> he needs to sit. He needs to sit and watch a couple of games. And the last game where everyone's like, oh, he's sitting with Patrick Elias. That was the worst game he could fucking watch because we weren't good defensively. 
offensively, yes, we were one for three on the power play, but offensively it was more let's throw as many pucks to the net and see if Wayne Simmons can bang him in, and then he ends up scooting him over to Palmieri. It's Gusev needs to watch the game, and I don't understand. I'm sure they do it. Every NHL team does it when you're breaking down film with game Players, by game. Right. Like, which I, sit I, down, sit with them, and go like <clears throat> when the puck is by our bench, and there's fucking four guys on our team. Like, does anybody see an issue here? Like, call people out. They're fucking adults. They're pros. And if you can't take being booed, Taylor. By the dozens of devil fans that were there that night. See, and now, now for me, I'm on the kind of opposite end. Like I, I wanted to hear the audio of that, right? That whole thing because I, I read the the transcript of it. I, I read the words. I didn't hear it from him. I wanted to hear what it sounded like. And I heard it, and I said, okay. On the surface, if you're just simply reading the words, which was alleged at the at, at the beginning, was out of context. Which at that point, I'm like, okay, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not even going to comment or whatever i'm not gonna input any emotion into it i wanted to hear how he said it and i think the room is frustrated you know there's cracks inside the locker room because of the losing because the way that they're losing the we're better than this feeling of like why can't we change this that that whole thing And and it came out that way not to use it as an excuse right to say all the fans are booing we can't do it it's just one of those it's like what happened was that they were they were winning, then they were losing. They started giving up goals. They didn't. He had a turnover. They start booing. Fuck, we can't do anything right. Just the booing was like, like the cake, ice, like, like a baby, like ice, icing on a cake. Going, we can't do anything right. Nobody so, loves me. Everybody hates me. Like that kind of attitude. You're right. You're I, right. And but, I didn't. But I didn't take it. Like I know in your saying is a baby. I didn't. I'm not taking it totally that way. I just like he's finally cracking. It's not the. I'm towing the company line. It's now I'm getting fucking frustrated. And I get it. But Taylor, take a giant step back. And look, yeah. And look, like, I get you don't like, no one likes being booed. No one likes being criticized. A, you're a professional athlete. You're going to get criticized. Nobody is fucking perfect. Hey, how long did you spend in Edmonton? (laughs) In a Canadian market. Just think about... (laughs) Marty Brodeur is the fucking greatest goalie, by some, to ever play the game. (laughs) And he was criticized at times. How many times did everybody from 93, 94 through 97, did we go, when's this motherfucker going to learn how to stop a wraparound? (laughs) You know, like, you get criticized. The fans pay their money. They're, Mm -hmm. you know... They're hard-earned money to watch you play and be entertained. And if you're not a Devils fan and you look at that score and you go, oh, 7-6, that must have been an entertaining game, you're right. But as a fan, you want to go, as a Devil fan, you go, we were fucking winning by two goals. Yes, and that's, that's our theme this year. We were up X goals, not one goal, Nobody X would have goals. Right, nobody two would more. have booed if this was the first time we were up by goals and lost. You would have said, okay, this happens in hockey. It's a fluke. Right. It's one of those, all right, don't let it happen again. And that's when you look at it and you go, well, we scored fucking six goals against Tampa. Like, that's the response you would have if we didn't consistently lose big leads like that. My huge issue right now Mm -hmm. is the coaching philosophy. Because 
Hall gives the puck away. Doesn't miss a shift. Gusev gives the puck away. Gets sat. Yes. And you, you mentioned, you go, is, is Gusev's line? You have mentioned that last game. You, you thought, like, Hall and Palmieri's line, after that turnover, that last yeah. turnover, it was like they got benched. I thought they, and that's they, fine. I think they kind of got benched. But, but you know what? Don't put them out there to start fucking overtime. Yeah. Send them the real message. Send him. And him. Not Hughes. Not Palmieri. Send him the fucking message. Hall, Tight, tighten up. Go, go sit next to McKenzie. Send him the fucking message. And then when the, the press comes to Hall, hey, t- Taylor, we noticed that you didn't play after the nine-minute mark and you didn't play any in overtime. You know what? Let's see the kind of man that he is. Is he going to go, yeah, I, I made mistakes and, you know, coach made the right call and, uh, or, you know, I, or I have over- to be better and this was a message that he sent to me. Or is it going to be, why don't you ask the or, coach yeah, why you didn't? Coach. The minute those responses come out of players' mouths, Hines is gone, and I'm sure players are going to get traded. He's going to get traded. You don't, you don't, and this is coming from a guy who used to question his coaches all the fucking time, and a guy who hated when he was a coach being questioned about my decisions. But if he starts doing that, the team turns on him. And then you have another Edmonton situation. You have an Ottawa situation. Oh, the cancer in the locker room and, and, and all this. And maybe he is. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that, look, he's frustrated. He spent most of his career on a losing team, and he sees the pattern repeating. And it, it, he's just, uh, you know, on top of his contract. But I want to give him the benefit of the doubt that he's a professional. He's an all-star. He's an MVP. He knows how to motivate himself to be a better player. I just don't see it right now. Does he need the coach to fucking pat him on the back all the time? You did good, Taylor. Go, go. I don't think Hines does that. But, but maybe I, he but, does. But maybe the, he needs to. But on the reverse, I don't see Hines scolding him. That's the that. fucking issue. And the, the other issue is PK was horrible. He admitted so. What did he, he say? He admitted. But why is he out there to start fucking overtime? So you go you go into the whole thing of how hot is Heinz's seat. I'm talking strictly management because right now, if you say if you if you want what do you want on your your hamburger and you say Heinz ketchup, people are gonna say fucking fire that guy. No way, man. Give me the fucking what's the other the bootleg ketchup <laughs> Hunts. I want Hunts ketchup. Hunts. So how hot is his seat from from a organizational standpoint? From a one to ten scale, you, one him being fired and ten him being safe. From from an ownership standpoint? I would say it's again, one being fired and mm-hmm. ten him being completely safe. I'd say he's at a three. Right now. From ownership? Yeah. And then down to Ray Shiro? I'd say Shiro has him at a four. Obviously, fans have him at a two. two. No, <laughs> negative. Yeah, two. Ne- negative two. Yeah. I again, I, I don't think Hines is a bad coach. I just think the Stubborn. philosophy is his philosophy right now is not working. And it sounds like he's saying, like the way it comes off is that like, it's early in the season. I want to get this offense going, 
and were creeping up a little bit game by game, getting better. Miraculously, after what's his name decided to come down and stand on the bench and just look pretty, Fitzgerald, our play has gotten. It's a different kind of losing. Our like, offense like, has gotten better, yes. but our defense is still then, yes. the giant shit show. But then I think, okay, so, and I think I mentioned this on my personal Twitter. It's so from one of the press conferences for the, after the Tampa game was like, you're focusing on getting the offense going. And then you want to go work on, like, the defensive part? Like, you want the bit by bit by bit and then all put it all together? Like, I don't understand that. You can't be winning or losing games close to double digits every night. No, you can't. Because you're going to tire these guys out. And I, I, I'm i going to look it up. But, like, we've given up way too many goals. Oh, we have. For... Defensively, we've sucked, period. And this is this year is... I don't know if it's worse or if it's status quo. Oh, I didn't know fucking Lou was back in the room. Right now, we're negative 15. Goals like, oh. Negative, and that is... Worst? Or best? Second, second worst, worst to Ottawa. In the East, to Ottawa, to the Red Wings. <laughs> to the Red Wings, okay. And <laughs> let's see, is it the worst? We're tied with the Wild. The Kings are negative 20, and the Sharks are negative 16. Sharks got, what, maybe one or two years left? The Kings, you know, They're, are done. The Sharks are so. are hanging on by fingernails right now. So if, Indiana Jones <laughs> grasping for their hat. So if ownership pushes for the negative two and Ray Shearer gets pressured to bring his, his two to a negative two, Hines goes, who steps that's, in? That's is, the real question. Because... Now, I know everyone's going to say... Scott Stevens. Everyone wants to go... I, I, see, me personally, I just want to know what's wrong with Scott Stevens. Is, is it really simply the, like, you bring in Scott Stevens and what happens if you fire him? Yes. Thought process? Yes. Or is it one of those, I interviewed for it, I didn't get it, I don't want it? But, no, I, I think he would take it. See, for me... What I would do if I were Shiro is I'd fire Nazardine. As a start? Yeah. Yep. Because you have to. I, I would say our defense is not doing well. We're repositioning him in the, in the organization. Yeah, to pay him out the rest and of then his contract to be quiet. <laughs> you, bring, you bring Stevens in. And now what you do is you have Stevens coach the defense. You have, just like they did with Oates, when it was Oates and Stevens. Oates coached the offense. Stevens coached the defense. And Lou Lamarillo looked nice. And behind Lou the bench. Lamarillo kind of just stood there as the, I'm going to sit behind the bench right now. The Tom Fitzgerald role. and observe mm -hmm. the team. Yeah. And then what happens is you bring Stevens in to coach the defense, and if Hines is now just has to focus on the offense, that's all you got to do. Hines shits the bed, and it continues to go downhill. You just scoot Stevens now. You bump him up. You bump them up, but that's not. I don't think it's going to happen. So, does anybody on the current staff step in? Does Fitzgerald really step in? I don't want him to step in. I don't. The problem is, coaching wise, right now, there's nobody out there. There's no established is, names other than what Hitchcock. Why couldn't Why couldn't you pick on Why couldn't Ray pick up the phone and go, Hey, Dan Bilesma? I know he's an assistant in Detroit, but like, why can't you pick an assistant like that off off of another team? Uh, to be a head I coach? would say that Detroit probably wouldn't allow it. Okay, because then Detroit has to go out and look for uh, a new assistant coach. coach, and what are they going? We'll trade you Hines for Dan. 
Is 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 does that involve picks and stuff? If you try I don't to think poach? it does anymore. No, I don't think it does anymore. Yeah, because so it have to be internally. You're not going to ruin what's going on in Binghamton, right? And you're like, not. I mean, there are people out there like you could ask Adam Oates. You could ask somebody like a Dale Hunter who is running the London Knights. But the problem is, is you're so you're already one foot completely into the season. Yeah. Teams are if they're going well, they're not going to let you talk to them. Whether you're talking NHL, AHL, you know, Canadian college, they're not going to let anything go right now. So, realistically, I mean, you would have to look at somebody like like Stevens because he's only really doing the NHL. He's in, you know, the the area still. It's just a matter of does he want it? You'd have to think that you're looking at a team that made that made you and you the the state loves you as much as you love playing for that team. Obviously Lou's not there anymore. But Gomez. Gomez left I don't know if that he would be the fucking Carlos Beltrain for two reasons. <laughs> yeah, let's let's not talk about but that sport. As far as the West this West Coast trip. Yeah. It's do or die. It, it, for, it's it's legit do or die because if you think about it, by the time they come back from this West Coast trip, you are now a week or two away from Thanksgiving, and that is the the real measuring stick. You're either out by Thanksgiving or out by February, like or by you're February. out by before the deadline. Yeah, and if we're out by Thanksgiving, that's when you just go and you turn on the for sale sign. Yep. And you say, what can you give me for Taylor Hall? Which leads to our next segment. How about that for a fucking segue? Pick it up. What could we legitimately get for you, Taylor Hall? You know what? You know what I want? Maybe we can trade Taylor Hall for like a good D coach. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, want, I want picks. I want, I don't know if I want a top six because then you can put in um, a Boquist or and or Gusev. Well, most of the, I mean, again, I'm just kind of going off of teams, A, that have the cap space, where we wouldn't really have to take a shitload back. Okay. It's not like it's not like trading, where you have to throw in a haul and Travis Zajac because of a shitty contract to get something good right. back. Right. And you have to remember, because he's a UFA, you're not going to get the moon. Because he could leave, and you just threw the moon for somebody right. who can leave. And I get it. Okay. So you start out with, uh, from a one to five, we'll start at five for Montreal. Montreal, Montreal took a swing at Aho. Uh, Aho. They lost. So what I would want is they have a really good prospect, Ryan Poling. Okay. Last year he played one game, the last game of the season, and he scored four goals. Well, he scored a hat trick, and then he scored in the shootout to win it for them. Okay. He's a big kind of defensive center. Think of a little more upside than Travis Zajac. They have Noah Juleslin. He's one of their high top, you know, two-round defensive pick. And I would take a first. I'm not saying the 2020 first, just a uh, first that we can kind of go and now are just you, put in our pocket. Now are you just sending Taylor Hall and nothing else? Yes. Okay. At this point, yes. Straight up a 1-4 package. Yep. And I'm okay. not looking for a lot. I'm not. You're not going Hall for line A. 
No, no, I'm not. Right. I mean, I'm looking legitimately. Would you do Hall for Lining? <laughs> well, he signed a two-year deal, so they probably wouldn't. They okay. probably wouldn't take Taylor. No. Next. Oh, really? L.A.? L.A., they're looking. They need to rebuild. They need oh, somebody. God. Fucking Hall and Covey, the, the New Jersey devil rejects. <laughs> we might have to take Covey back. That would be. Dude, what would. <laughs> I'm going for. Oh, fuck. My, is my Alpine house still there? It hasn't sold yet? Okay. Uh, Carl Gunnenstrom, he was one of their younger forwards that they drafted. Uh, their defenseman, Tyler Bjornfont. He was also, in the last two years, one of their big high draft picks. A first and a second, because both of those guys are young prospects who haven't really proven to do anything yet. And they're L.A. and L.A. kind of... It's almost like a Kyle Palmer situation where they're just, just there with that yeah. potential above them and not, nothing happening. Um, and a first and a second. Again, I'm not saying that first has to be 2020 and the second has to be 2020. It could be yeah, something. something. Uh, Vancouver, this is my wish list <laughs> because I remember Scott Niedemeyer leaving to go play with his brother. <laughs> you don't want to, yeah. uh, I would ask for Quinn Hughes because I think if you, you could sell it to Vancouver in the sense of your top line could be Pedersen, Besser, Hall. That's that's a pretty good. And one of those one of those guys got a got a, a hattie. The other night? Yeah, probably. So, But Quinn Hughes, just so... Yeah, he's a defensive prospect. He might be a liability in the defensive zone. Look, but to be able to have them together yeah. so that we don't have to risk losing one to go play with his the brother. Other. Look, and the other part, too, is we have two defensemen, right, in... Um, well, Connor Carrick's injured, but you have Marco Mueller... And um, why am I drawing a blank? Carrick, Butcher. No, who's the other? Um, Tennyson. F- five, six, Mueller, uh, Mirko, and who else? I can't think of the fucking name. My God. What number? Tennyson? No. Butcher? No. no. Green? No. Bottom. Like six, seven defensemen that we have. That's, Maybe it was Connor Carrick. Yeah, it is. Okay. Because those are all of our defensemen I'm naming. Okay. So, fine. Get rid of Marco Mueller because he's really not doing anything for us. Yeah. uh, Throw him in the deal. I'm fine with that. But Quinn Hughes, Sven Birchie. Sven. Who was put on waivers. You know, we'll take him off your hands for you so you don't have to pay for him. Mm. A first and a second. And a conditional. And it depends on whether. So, the second would be conditional if Hall signs. And I would say that with all of them. That. We'll take your first. If he resigns with you, we want the 2020. If he doesn't, we'll take 2022. Yep. Um, now, Colorado is a team that's a cup contender. Oh. They have cap space. They have injury issues now. Miko Rantanen's out. Uh, Gabriel Landeskog is hurt. Yeah. yeah. So we can give you your offense right now. You're in the West. If you notice, all of these teams are in the West except for Montreal. So, he so we don't have to see him. Bite us in the ass. Um, but I, Colorado, I want Bowen Byram, who is the dude that they drafted this year. Yep. That I think he was like the third or fourth after Jack Hughes. Uh, Martin Kaut is one of their prospects, forward prospects. They said that he's very Patrick Elias like, mm. except in training camp this year when they were doing bag skates, 
he like laid on the ice like he was like throwing up and upset mm -hmm. and like they just skated around them. So he might have a little heat on him. A little bit of a trouble. And I would take Ottawa's first from this year, which has the possibility of being another number one, the number one pick overall. So I definitely want Bowen Byram because I figure if you add him, Ty Smith, and who's the other one? Riley Walsh, the yeah. guy that from you, you've got a good, and then you take Damon Severson, Butcher. You're building a very mobile defense. Okay. Um, and then the last one, which is the big rumor, you know, I don't see it, but Edmonton, uh, him going back to Edmonton. I don't think that they're going to go one for one this time. Uh, I would, would you, take Darnell nurse. Would you take Larson back or just because he's too injury riddled to even, I would take Larson back with something. Okay. Or two things, you know, I would take Darnell nurse or, Philip Bromberg, who was their big defensive draft pick this year. Another guy that came a couple of picks after Jack Hughes. Mm -hmm. um, Kyler Yamamoto. He was one of their... He's one of those kind of Alex Debrinkit, small, but can score. Hasn't really had a chance to crack their lineup yet. Gotcha. And Edmonton's first next year, not this year. Because I don't even think they have a first. If you look at Edmonton... They had three number ones, right? And they didn't they didn't get anywhere. So so hey, Hall, if you look at the Devils, they have three number ones and didn't get anywhere. That was different. Like it's, how is it different? But look at look at the team this year. Just, okay, you look at the team this yeah, year. I know, <laughs> I know. But so let me get this right: a first pick, Nico Heischer. A first pick, Taylor Ryan Hall. Nugent Hopkins. Some might argue very similar type of players. Sure. First pick overall, who was their other one? Nail Yakupov. Who's KHL. Who's KHL, if that. But we'll, we'll etch him out and we'll take Leon Dreisaitl, Jack Hughes, and then Hall and Hall. Okay. Look, is there any scenario where the fact that Nico signed long-term, there's, there's this excitement with Hughes, right? You, you can tell that Hall loves playing with Hughes. They're, yeah. they're just like, that, that's that... Matchup that I guess Heinz keeps talking about. There's two players on a line that he wants to have that cohesiveness with or whatever. He likes it. And I think it's, it's Nico and Brat, not so much Nico and Zaka. So is there any situation in your brain where, okay, it's it, it doesn't end up being playoffs or bust, okay? There's just simply improvement, right? Good enough improvement where Taylor goes, I'll fucking bite. And I'll resign. No, he's going to test free agency. And the fact that he's saying, like, I don't get why the fans boo us. It, it's booing that bad? Because I remember him playing in Edmonton where fans were so fucking disgusted they threw their jerseys on the ice. So, Taylor, sack up a little. All right, buddy? Let's, uh, let's, see, let's see how they do tonight. Unfortunately, it's against the fucking filthy Flyers. But anyway. On to NHL Have we had news. a fight this season? I don't know. Somebody mentioned that too on Simmons. On Twitter. I think Simmons fought, or was that yeah, preseason? Uh, probably preseason. But somebody said there's. If there was, there's maybe we have two minutes, <laughs> or five minutes, or whatever. There's been scuffles. There, there hasn't been nitty gritty. All right. Vaginal creams. Oh wow. Um, a little bit of NHL news. Not too much. 
out there. Uh, apparently, Dustin Bufflin um, had an ankle issue that he just had surgery on that's going to take four to six months to heal. Is it really? Yeah. And apparently, everybody, everybody's literally asking, why didn't you just show up to camp, get put on IR so you get paid, and then have your surgery and this, that, Because he doesn't need the money. I, I was just listening to Spit and Chicklets that came out, I guess it was on Monday, because I'm behind, and they were talking to Duncan Keith about him. And they said, like, Bufflin just goes to his own drum. Like, he does whatever. They, they told the story of how... And if you don't listen to Spit and Chicklets, it's a funny story. If you do, you're going to hear it again. How he got drafted. They, he didn't go to the draft. They called him on the phone and said, hey, you know, we'd like you to come to camp, you know, rookie camp in two weeks. You know, we're looking forward to you. Someone will call you with the information, the flight. And he goes, okay, uh-huh, okay. And then he disconnected all the phones in his house and disappeared for three weeks that they basically had like an APB out in Canada looking for him to get him and he showed up eventually right but he was like i just wanted to go fishing and hunting like i didn't really care to so he hockeys and then he does his own thing they they said that he doesn't watch it like he doesn't like he loves playing the game yes but he hates everything that goes with playing the game like he doesn't watch it didn't watch it they said that when he was like 14 or 15 and like one of these prospects that people were keeping an eye on because at 13 years old, he was like 6'2 and 180 pounds, that he just took a year off from hockey just because he's like, I wanted to go hunting and hang out with my friends. So is it really that big of a shock that he's not playing? No. I I think mean, at, the, at the end of a career, yeah. And he's got millions and millions in the bank account, so it's not like he ever really has to worry about working again. He doesn't strike me as one of those flashy, expensive house, expensive car. Like it, He strikes me as... I've got a nice house, enough to live comfortably in with my wife and kids. I got a nice little lake house that I can go hunting and fishing, and that's all I need. I, like, I got my fucking Dodge Ram. I don't need my Porsche, mm-hmm. and I, I'm ready to just. He doesn't live lavish, yeah. Disappear and, like like Tim Thomas. When was the last time anybody heard anything about Tim Thomas? Um, besides White House stuff, when yeah. they went to the playoffs last year, and there was just there was like one little interview, and that was it. Um, apparently, also his has home has been sold, so everybody's like, "Oh, I guess he's not coming back." All right, hey, good for him. The guy has enough money to get a condo in fucking Winnipeg. Maybe he just doesn't want to move his whole family up to go back and play hockey. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe uh, he's going to pull a Niedermeyer and show up when the playoffs start. Tortorella uh, hates shootouts. Uh, I'm with you, Torts. Yeah, go on, Torts. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, Evgeny Malkin has a little cryptocurrency issue. In Russia, I think money good investment. Yeah, I call this Bitcoin, bit mining, bit mining your own business. Yeah, if you haven't heard, be- I, I guess he's working with shady businessmen. Go figure in Russia. <laughs> and he he's is a DB doo doo. I don't know if the the guy who started it was kind of like a Ponzi scheme. Right. But Malkin's signature is all over everything. Yeah, and there's a a fuck ton of money that's... And I'm sure that his lawyer, having experience, um, will say, like, he had no... He was just simply an investor 
who was duped involved. And people are like, oh, he might do prison. He's not going to fuck. Where's he going to prison? In Russia? Sure. Here's a solution. Never go back to fucking Russia. But then again, how much trouble has Malkin been in anyway? I'm sure somebody's going to say this is your first offense at something. Okay. Yeah, but this is Russia. Oh. <laughs> Putin will be judge. Yeah. My my friend, Poo, we send you to Gulag. And <laughs> Isn't a soup? Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I don't know. You're the Polak. <laughs> it's close enough. Yeah, close enough. All right, on to our final. Final, yeah. Final. <laughs> so we'll go through this quick. Yeah, movie previews for these final. Well, I think it's five. five NHL teams, starting with Nashville. Uh, as good as it gets. Have you seen that one, Jack Nicholson? I no. OC. He has OCD. No. Greg Kinnear? No. They're definitely not. Cuba Gooding Jr., show me the money. Cuba. Um, Jack Nicholson, Helen Hunt, Cuba Gooding Jr., Helen Hunt. Ugh, one of the ugliest women on the planet. Um, and my roommate in college was infatuated with her. Hey. I don't get it. Looks Something not. mad about him. I don't know. <laughs> Great cast, much like the Preds. Yes. Um, they have all the parts to be the best in the West, but is what they've been doing is as good as it gets. They uh, just re-signed uh, Yo- Roman Yossi, right? Yeah, that's takes... nice. He's a good defenseman, but with, like, with PK is this money. as good as, right, is this as good as it gets? Meaning like, are they ever going to be able to get over the hump to do, to be great? Are they always just going to be that team that gets to the finals, the conference finals or the finals and loses to the guy that wins the cup? You're going to find out because they, well, you're going to find out the post PK Predators team. So, post, he's fucking killing me. That's what PK stands for. Killing me. Killing. Please stop killing me. Montreal. Montreal. uh, It's a movie called One Trick Pony starring Paul Simon. Don't worry. I haven't seen this one either. I had to look it up. Um, That's a first. Yeah. It's. Please, what movies have musicians in it where you go, oh, I got to see that one? They're a one-trick pony because Paul Simon, in the movie, Paul Simon is a fading star who tries to get it all back. (laughs) Well, this is... Well, isn't that crappy? (laughs) That one-trick pony, you know, is is Price going to carry this team to the promised land? I mean, they have nice parts, but is it enough to get them? Were we a one-trick pony? Yeah. Was it Taylor Hall? Uh, Was it Marty Brodeur all those years when (laughs) Niedemeyer and Stevens and Rafalski and Danico and all those guys left? Gomez, Mm -hmm. Mo Gilney, Arnott. Did Mo Gilney just get his uh, jersey retired up in in Toronto? Did he? he, No, he might be on there. Oh, the the Ring of Fame thing. Oh, look. Oh, the Devils. Yeah. We just gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> we all just did the same. <sighs> Waiting, Waiting to exhale. To the Whitney Houston jersey zone. Uh, we are a woman waiting for the, her divorce to be over. And that's what it is. Can we save this marriage? Are we going to break up? Are we going to start new? Um, that's what Taylor Hall's contract is. It's a divorce waiting to happen. I know you don't want to think it. But like we can't it's, have another Zach attack. No, we can't. It, it's it's not, and he's not even homegrown. Mm-hmm. 
Look, if you look at look at look at the three superstars that we brought to this fucking team. Zach Parisi, homegrown, left. Niedermeyer. We four. We traded for Ilya Kovalchuk, left. Niedermeyer, homegrown, left. Yep, you drafted him. Traded Taylor Hall. Potential. Yeah, I mean that's not good. It's not good, but everybody left for their own reasons. Niedermeyer left to go play for his brother, Family. play with his brother. Fine. And we even tried to get Rob Niedermeyer. Did we? We did get him after, after Scott after, left. After Scott, yeah. But Kovalchuk left because he's an asshole. Well, do you think you just saw like the writing on the wall and that was no, it? No, no, I don't think it's that. I think it was more of I can make $150 million. Why go through all of that pre-Tavares? After 12 years. Or I can go to Russia and make ninety million dollars or one hundred and fifty million dollars in the same amount of time. I'll never understand it, and I don't think he'll ever tell well, legit and, reason. And I said, the longer that Hall doesn't sign, the longer it pulls in, the longer of a distraction it is, the more that this team won't be able to take that step. Do you think that at some point, if this continues, and he doesn't do any firings? Literally, he just sits down and go, Taylor, your agent needs to call me. I think and, there and was something that they said that Shiro was going to meet with Hall's agent on this West Coast trip. Is he is he out there in the West Coast thing? So and I didn't. Okay. All right. Hey, I look. think that's our, our that's Sh- the line. Yeah. If I'm Shiro, okay, what are you asking for? Yeah. Tell it, me what you're like, asking like for number wise. Yeah. Don't tell me. Oh, you want more talent, or you want this guy? Tell me business. Business. Yeah. What numbers you want, and we can work. Because look, look at our t- and not to keep going, but look at our team, right? Shira can go look at our team. I got your PK. I got your Gusev. We have a nice core going with 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 a third, fourth. Line. Look, we have pipeline. We got kids in the pipeline too. This isn't a one and done. We're not a like a one trick pony. We're not the Rangers where it's going to be like we shot our load quick and now we got to blow this whole shit up. We're good. We have, you wanted talent? We got the talent. We're getting, we and have it getting. and it's getting and it's coming. So what else do you want? And then you go business. And this is where Hall could, in theory, tell his agent. Because if it's just his agent and fucking Shiro, where it's just the two of those guys, this is where Hall can pull the, I want you to get rid of the coach. And I'll sign a deal? Like, no, no. kind of shit? Like, Taylor's not really happy with the coaching right now. He's not happy with the defensive coaching. He's not happy with the way the power play's set up. Here's our numbers. If, I, if I'm Hall's agent, I turn around and go, he wants uh, 10 times 8. Mm-hmm. And he wants signing bonuses mm-hmm. of $8 million for the first eight years. So, and? And he wants the coach to go bye-bye. That it, now Shiro at least has. This is what I need to do to keep him. Money wise, yeah. here's a blueprint to keep yep. him. Uh, the Rangers, mm-hmm. Shrek. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, I have. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I think everybody fucking <laughs> has. Fucking... Shut up. Okay, a movie about building loyalty and acceptance, and right now that's what the Ranger coach needs to do. He needs. I don't think they've bought into his system. They're in the I same, don't think that they're in the same boat as they're, us. Their fans are in the same boat as, we, as us. 
are as fans. Like fuck <laughs> him. This sucks. We got talent. What the hell? What was it? The end of last season, where we played them, and it was at the Prudential Center. Their fans are fans because it's normally sixty forty one right. way or the other, and like both fans started chanting, "We both suck. We yes. both suck." Yeah. There you go. So I think Quinn, you know, this team has a lot of talent. There's a lot of new faces, but I don't think that they've all bought into the system. Like I see Panarin, he's the same player. He's not playing a new system. He's playing, I'm Panarin, I'm playing my system. Kovalchuk. I think, yeah, go figure. Two Russians, selfish. Um, I think Kapu is way in over his head. He's even going, I, 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 I hate. It's not fun. That's what he's saying. It's not fun. Yeah, and you know what that happens? Hey, pal, there's, a, there, there's four lines on a team, right? No, 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 yeah. Or <laughs> no, 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 we're no. Going to, back to Finland? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But Quinn needs to win his team over quickly or he'll be run out of fucking New York City faster than a New York City pitcher, a Yankee pitcher. Or, and, and now you got JD as, as your president of ops. So, and then the New York Islanders. Did you see the Impossible? It's a very sad movie. No, it's about a family that is vacationing in Southeast Asia when that fucking tsunami hits. A tsunami. A tsunami. Tsunami. In the early two thousands. Um, okay. And then the the tsunami basically takes the sun. And the mother in one direction, and it takes the father and the other two sons in another direction, and the whole movie is them trying to get back together. Trying to get back. The Islanders seem to be living on that like last. They were living the great life last year because they could sit there and go, "He left us. We're going to prove him wrong." And they did. And they did. Great. Now what? You know, now it's they're going to get hit with the Lou wave. <laughs> yeah, the Ryan Ralston for four years. When yeah, you don't the need him. not signing people they should have. <laughs> in Robert Leonard, you know, replacing them with people that they shouldn't have in Simeon Verlamov. They have a lot of great parts, but can they find the thing that brought them all together? Because you can't keep riding the JT left us wave. You know, it, it doesn't work anymore. Like, just like I said a year ago that the Vegas players couldn't ride the nobody wants us, we're the misfit toys. Well, they proved this wrong. They're a good team. So, that's our season. Oh, good. You got the... Now we can talk about wrestling. I'm glad you got the crown jewels on there because I was really worried about this. Who the fuck is Huberto (laughs) Carrillo? I've watched him. He looks like a young Tito Santana. Maybe that's why Vince is like, push, push the sky. He's, He's... I he, see Tito in him. He's. I'll tell you what. I've watched him wrestle AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. I've watched him wrestle Seth Rollins. He's good. Okay. He's he's very spotty. Okay. Lots of jump off the top rope, spin, boom, jump off mm-hmm. the do a, a lot of Rob Van Dam splits off the ropes, backflips. You no, know, Rob Van Dam's almost fucking fifty. Yeah, and he looks it, <laughs> Mister. Monday night wings. <laughs> he, he's a little he's a little rounder in those tights now. He's a he's a little Jericho-ish, just no title around. Uh, let's see. So okay. he won the twenty man. They're giving this kid a huge fucking push. 
is he a raw or is he a SmackDown he is guy? Raw. raw, and that's and that's it. Looks like Heyman is Heyman got all the guys that are just about to pop on Raw. They're all young guys. They're yeah. not names. They're just about to pop, and he wants to and he's got push his, them all. He's got his faction with the OC. Oh, did we even put on here mm. about what's his name? Bischoff. Bischoff. That was last show. Last show. Yeah, I didn't listen to. He he went high road on his eighty three weeks. Yeah, I didn't listen to what he said. He just went high road. Says you know, he, and he didn't want to. He didn't want to speak to or correct or or negate or anything of the rumors, so people can see bullshit when they see bullshit or whatever. He just said, I'm, basically, he just took the high road. He said and he was, said was, like, uh, it just didn't work out for either of us, and it was that was it. That you know, and uh, and uh, Bruce Pritchard's a great guy. He's going to do well. And well, yeah, they. I mean, road. what's his name also does a podcast with Pritchard, doesn't he? Conrad Thompson. Uh, let's see. The twenty four seven championship. Our <laughs> truth beat some local guy just who fucking. You know what? Cares. <laughs> Change the twenty four seven belt to the goddamn TV title and put it on fucking shows. Enough of this. Brock Lesnar <laughs> defeated Kane Velasquez via submission. <coughs> I was gonna watch it yesterday, but I just kept on living my life. <laughs> I heard that Kane Velasquez. They said his knee was worse than they thought. Motherfucker, why, why'd you put him in? Because he's going to fucking wrestle for $10 million in this place. It Crown Jewel. That's why they show up. That's why the, those matches are there. Are we going to... Is he going to continue to wrestle? Are we going to continue to see Kane Velasquez? Can, yeah, apparently. Ugh. It's not right. a, I, don't, I don't think it's a one-time deal. No, Neither, well, I think Tyson Fury is a one-shot deal. Was it? Yeah, and then he beats Braun Strowman. So whatever... Momentum of Braun a unbeatable had, mountain. What is, the fuck? Braun Strowman, literally, Braun Strowman should go, you know what, that contract I signed recently? Fucking rip it up. Let me go to AEW. Let me go to fucking Impact. Braun Strowman will be the champion by WrestleMania. <clears throat> uh, the OC defeated the Viking Raiders. Fine. Set up a feud between them. Set up a meaningful feud with Gallows and mm-hmm. Anderson. Fucking leave AJ out of it. You know, let AJ just defend his title the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, Mansour defeated Cesaro. Who cares? Cesaro C- needs Cesaro needs to go somewhere else. He needs he needs a gimmick. <clears throat> no, he needs to go somewhere else, like another company. Yeah, probably. And it's a shame because he's a good guy. Like he's a good wrestler. He's got a good look to him. It's just he does not get over. Tyson Fury defeated Braun Strowman. I heard that the match was better than expected. Which is fine. I mean, for a guy that's not really a wrestler. <coughs> uh, Samar Singh defeated R Truth for yeah. the 24 hour title. Who cares? Um, the U.S. title, AJ defeated Humberto Carrillo mm-hmm. to retain the title. That's perfect. Uh, Natalia. Oh, you're missing a match. No, this is it. This is all they had. They're, they didn't have the, what's it called? The Bobby Lashley Rusev? I, I don't think so. That it wasn't posted. Um, this whole Natalia Lacey Evans thing, first ever women's match ever. Did they wrestle in fucking. <clears throat> they, no, not burkas. They clothed up. They they both wore like, I'm wearing a sweatshirt, right? They, they basically wore like spandex to their wrists. They wore extra, extra, extra large T-shirts over the top of them to basically not show their tits. Okay, 
not flashing. You, I mean, you know how Lacey Evans is. You know how um, Natalia. <clears throat> you know, Natalia looks, right? She, you know, no, they, they were, looked very frumpy. They were clothed from neck to boot, and apparently they had a great match. And every even why those two though? I have no because probably you know why. Why isn't um, Kevin Owens there? Well, Kevin why, Owens why and, is, and Daniel Bryan, they all yeah, kind of... Yeah, why aren't they? That's probably why. Right, but <clears throat> I'm sure if you were going to throw some... Natalia is a is a company, towing the company line because Brett and her daddy, she tows the company line. She's the company whatever. Yeah, but so does Alexa Bliss. So does... I'm sure it had probably the whole political shit. But hey, look, first women's title over there. Even people throwing water bottles at her, apparently, when she was walking down to the ring. Maybe she was thirsty. <clears throat> no, no. I think it's one of those fuck you whore cool. type of scenarios. Cool. Yeah. Thumbs up. This is the wrong show for political discussion. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> uh, and Team I, Hogan, uh, Roman Reigns, Rusev. Rusev, I, I'm loving the he's a sex addict angle going right now. I, yeah. I, that's fine. He should totally just become... <clears throat> The Rick Rude meets the Godfather, where he's just bring. Oh, you want to go with uh, Lashley. Bobby Lashley, and he just brings down the trashiest looking whores like the Godfather from the local strip club. Um, Ricochet, Ali, Shorty Gamble, or stupid fucking name. Is that that's what's his name? Gamble, really? Yeah, the America's best tag team guy. Uh, team Flair, Randy Orton. By the way, <clears throat> Monday. Randy Orton came out of nowhere with his RKO and hit Ricochet with it. He Ricochet sold it. Ricochet sold the... F- he came... Like, he was face first. Matt, like, just yeah. an isosceles triangle angle, like, to the mat. He, I, as soon as I saw it, I, and my wife was sitting next to me, and I went, oh, he sold that great. Not as good as, like, The Rock selling a stunner. Mm-hmm. But he sold that RKO. I was like, that's, that's, he's. And this will be good going to the next kind of topic we have. Um, Randy Orton, <clears throat> apparently his contract is up in the summer, of this upcoming summer. And he's been like poking Jericho. Like, oh, like I know. The, he's been like liking <clears throat> his tweets and. Look, I wouldn't mind. And we'll get into that in a little bit. I, I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't put him in Jericho's inner circle, though. No, 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 no. no. I'd put him there. Leave it at that. But I think Jericho's inner circle right now is perfect with the guys that they have. Hmm? Because yeah. it really is leading to Jack Swagger once he becomes a full-time wrestler for their company. Him and Jericho are going to lead to a good feud. Hmm? Um, what I don't get with the Team Hogan, Team Flair, which I could really care about care less about mm-hmm. is if you look at the the guys wrestling <clears throat> yes none of them are feuding with the other side it was essentially team hogan throwing four guys mm-hmm. five guys team flair just for the sake of having flair and hogan there yeah money grab but like randy orton isn't feuding with roman reigns or rusev or ricochet or ali yeah. or shorty like that story had no angle other than Flair versus a one-off, which they did in TNA. 
Apparently, apparently, Flair has also been cleared to take bumps. Ugh. So there you go. I don't need to see that anymore. I was scared when he was a wrestler taking bumps. At the ripe old age of almost 1,000. Yeah. years old. <clears throat> you were 135 years old. You Universal are... champion. I was happy when I saw this. Yeah. I don't know how long it's going to be, but because The Fiend beat Seth Rollins for the title. Good. Guess what? You don't take the title off of Bray Wyatt. No. You can't. No. You, you, it needs to be at a certain point where he has a very long reign. Yeah, I don't know I'd, about very long, though. You do something where he's gone through everybody. You don't know what the hell's going to happen. You either have CM Punk come in, I'm just saying, or you have something like another character that's going to be like a Undertaker or a Kane where he's on the same psychotic level as a Fiend. And then you have that, and then he can drop a title. I don't think you see CM Punk, if he does resign, mm-hmm. till the Rumble. But just something that you need to keep that strap on Bray Wyatt for as long as possible. I have to look something up. Seth Rollins does not, at this point, doesn't need a title. No, he doesn't. He's actually probably better off chasing yeah. the title than having the title. Uh, 2020 Royal Rumble location. Ah. She's looking to see if it's Chicago. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, man. Apparently Survivor Series is going to include all three brands, NXT, SmackDown, and Raw. Great. Too, yeah, ba- too, 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 too bad the Survivor Series so concept has gone away. So what does it matter? And what are they fighting for? Yeah. What are we fighting mm-hmm. for? When there's no Sorry. According, uh, apparently an NXT guy, Jordan Miles, decided to have a crying fit on Twitter because of a Sambo-style t-shirt for his gimmick that he signed off on saying, yeah, that's okay, I'm good with it. <clears throat> and then he shit-talked everybody that was of color. He shit-talked about what happened with Hogan. He shit-talked Jay Lethal and ROH. He shit-talked the fact that the WWE does not care about minorities. He's pulling a Kanye West. Is that his angle? And then, Is he going to be a Kanye West wrestler? Because that would be fucking a good gimmick. And then, basically, Titus O'Neil, because he's so high up um, in the company, basically said, dude, shut the fuck up. Well, there's, there's a, time, said something there's a time and a place for this shit, and you're just doing it all wrong. What did, what did Booker say? Booker T said, like... Five time, five well, no, time. he's like, oh. having been in an angle that i was uncomfortable with the whole you know when he dropped the Mm n-bomb like having been in a gimmick where i was uncomfortable doing it you have to realize it's a business wait him dropping the n-bomb was a gimmick no but like (laughs) meaning an angle or a gimmick came out where it was but if if this kid were whether he is doing this for real or just doing it to as get an heat. angle yeah. to get heat. Dude, totally go with the Kanye West. George Bush does not care about black people after kind of after the hurricane Katrina kind I of thing. <laughs> but attacking fellow wrestlers, even wrestlers without that are not in the company. Yeah, just it, and, and then he deleted all his tweets and he apologized, but then it doesn't it, matter. No, it, it came out. You can't give shit to Hulk Hogan for apologizing about his racial shit and then apologize for your rant for your rant <clears throat> you can't you can't do both you can't 
you know, like I think of the movie Thank You for Smoking. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I, of course not. There's a scene where Aaron, Aaron Eckhart, Two-Face, goes to visit the Marlboro Man, played by Sam Elliott. Okay. And Sam Elliott. The uh, Sam Elliott? Yeah. Okay. Not Sam Elliott. Who's the fucking, the guy from Roadhouse? All right. Patrick Swayze, the, his friend, whatever. But he goes to him, and the, the, the Marlboro Man has been bashing the cigarette company because he has lung cancer and all of this stuff now. And Aaron Eckhart goes and gives him $10 million. And he says, this is for you. And he's like, what is it, to get me to shut up? He's like, kind of. And he goes, well, what if I don't shut up? He goes, you can't badmouth us and keep the money. (laughs) He goes, it's either you take the money and shut up or you take the money and donate it all to charity and continue to badmouth us. He goes, you can't have both. And that's that's kind of what this guy's going through. Like you can't badmouth the company and then expect to stick around. I just <clears throat> I didn't even know who this guy was because I don't watch I, NXT. I don't watch NXT. I, I even if I, even when I did, I wouldn't have known. Although I will tell you, I did watch NXT. And this week, yeah, Finn Balor. See, I see what I don't like is that NXT is still that redheaded stepchild. It's your AAA affiliate. Why you have somebody of Finn Balor's elk on there? I think he's only there temporary. I think he was there. I think he is there to give them a little bit of legitimacy against AEW. It's not working. Nope. But he came out and he's, I guess they're, everyone's saying he's going with the, the, his former gimmick, the Prince Devitt gimmick, where... I'm angry. I'm the best. Why doesn't anybody notice me? Why am I here? And he came out and said, Raw and SmackDown are like Hollywood. And NXT is like Broadway. Where it's live. Where it's all about me in the spotlight. And he came out to, you know how he used to do the, ah! yeah, and all that stuff. He came out and it was just a spotlight on him. Okay. Walking to the stage and he was walking back and forth and the spotlight kept Follow. following him. And he basically came out and said, like, I'm here and I don't care what the boys in the back or management. I'm going to do whatever I want to do to whoever I I know. It's an old kind of concept. Sure. Concept. But he came off as I shouldn't be here. Okay, so so maybe he'll work that angle when he gets brought back up to do what he needs. And he's going to he's going to I can't see someone of his talent. Not being on pay-per-views. The, the bigger pay-per-views. Right, yeah. the, the main pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. I can't see. Like, him wrestling Gargano, mm-hmm. I'm sure they're going to be great matches, but if they're only on takeover pay-per-views, yeah. no one's going to see them. No. So, with going with other organizations, um, AEW. Be- they're beating NXT in ratings. They're slowly building up what they got. They're not shoving all their big timers every single week and every single show and every single arena. They're doing it little by little, which is fine. I agree with that. I'm happy with it. You see after a month that, yes, you are, you're not firmly beating anybody. You're just, you're progressing like we want our devils to progress. They are progressing in ratings. They're progressing on their talent and their, and their storylines and everything else. It's great. It's fine. 
And their storylines are different. Yeah. I, I always keep saying it's almost like WCW reinvented oh, over again. WCW. Um, and I don't mind. And it's not because I loved it so much. It's like, I don't, you know why I don't mind it? Because it's fresh, right? I know we can sit here and we can shit talk to WWE and say, oh, I saw this with Hogan and, and Macho Man, or oh, I saw this with, you know, Ted DiBiase and whatever. We've seen the storylines. Fine. You can be a writer. You can you can take storylines every five years, as long as you have the people who are in their roles and can sell it and can sell it. I'll watch it every fucking time. Yeah. I can't watch it in the WWE anymore because it just seems forced. Because you know, I know that Seth Rollins is gonna do or say blah blah yes. blah because they're you know, and it and it almost sucks because it takes the child in me out. When I watched it in the 80s, I loved it. Oh, my God, wrestling's on Hogan and Macho Man. Right? Now I'm 40, and I can see the rag sheets. I see. I can hear Chris Jericho going on Busted Open Radio and Sirius and going, yeah, when I was with Vince, he was basically telling everybody, you need to say X, Y, and Z. And then it's over. Yeah, and now. And, and, and now I hear it, and then I see it, and I go, fuck it, he's right. Now I can't watch this. Yeah. And then I see it different in AEW and where – where a crowd just starts saying we the people and he just goes turn off my speech fuck that it was a shitty gimmick throw it bury it done turn the gimmick back on and go yeah i sat i sat there and i was like i popped i was like holy shit that was pretty fucking cool now last week because obviously this week there i didn't see it because i was at the devil's game but last week when they did that whole thing they ran into the uh, little that had thing. a wc nwo feel to it <sighs> i didn't i didn't like it i mean it was fun but it led to again it leads to Two weeks in a row, th- three weeks in a row, Jericho, if you go on Twitter and shit, like having memes where it was a little bit of the bubbly mm-hmm. took off and then it came to, what was it? I've got a ticket. I've got, <laughs> I've a, got ticket, a ticket came. making fun of the fact that WWE when they U- and WCW, when they used to do the, he's not supposed to be in the yeah, building. But I have a I ticket. Have, and him going, I have a ticket to the point where he was sweating after they separated them and just stuck the ticket to his forehead. Like I have a ticket, you know, like it's funny. And then this week, cause you, I know you didn't see it. They did the standard contract signing sure. on the stage and Cody comes out of one tunnel and he comes out of the other and they're sitting on both ends of the table this way, not across from each other on the narrow point. Right. And Jericho stands up like real fast and Cody stands up and Jericho grabs the table like I'm going to flip the table. Yeah. And then he starts laughing and he's like, I got you. I got you. He goes, we're not going to do the cliche. I'm going to throw you through the table or I'm going to hit you and stab you with the pen and sign. And you're like, he's making fun of the wrestling cliches. With with the whole right. down and dirty original wrestling yeah, like it's like Greco-Roman look, wrestling, this, and it, it's making it fun to watch because he's poking fun at what you expect mm-hmm. and not doing what you expect. And then, like, you're sitting there and you're like, "All right, somebody's got to go through this table, or somebody's mm-hmm. got to do this," and it doesn't happen. And then he grabs the table, like two for flinching, like I got you. And then he goes, "Well." You know, while you're busy paying attention to me, yeah. not flipping the table, and he points to the screen, and then his and I saw it that uh, Dustin got sidetracked by uh, got jumped by yeah. Sammy Guerrero and and Jack Swagger, and then they did the classic, and I thought about you know Cowboy Bob Orton. They did the classic 
put his hand in the door and then slam, slam the door and and you know and then they ride off in the limousine NWO style and I'm thinking oh great fucking Dustin Rhodes is going to have this cast on his arm for the next 7 years and hit people but at least it's they they're distracting you magic wise like mm-hmm. you think I'm going to do something with the table but you're not paying attention they're they're reinventing the gimmick the shtick of a gimmick and they also make fun of it, where I got the WCW feel for it was the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega wrestled somebody. Mm-hmm. The Young Bucks came down as Ryu and Ken from Street Fighter. Oh, Jesus. You sure it wasn't because of it was Halloween or whatever? Right, I'm sure it was, yeah, okay. but they came down. like right. One had the red gi yeah. on, one had the, 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 <laughs> the white, white. gi. Uh, I wasn't sure who Kenny Omega came down as, but they wrestled somebody else who was dressed up in a weird gimmick. The other tag team match that I had I thought was great is the best friends mm-hmm. with Orange Cassidy. I I my, know we we talked about it over text. My issue with Orange Cassidy is that I, I, I mean, and I've told friends this. I was like, well, what the, what is this Orange Cassidy? I go, listen, this is what it is. You know how normally when two people are in the ring and you're gonna punch somebody, what he does is that like if you're gonna kick somebody, sorry, you're gonna super kick somebody. No, he takes two steps back. He'll take a step forward and just tap, tap your you shit, your and shin. everybody blows their shit. Like, oh my god! It's funny, but what I liked about him is he comes down to the they they all dressed up as Rick and Morty and the uh-huh. for again for Halloween, and they wrestled in their fucking right. mask. And he comes out, jean, his tight fucking acid wash or stone wash jeans, his his fucking eighties sneakers. Mm-hmm. He had a t shirt on, white t shirt of him standing there in the same exact outfit that he had on the white t-shirt and he's standing there in a pose with his sunglasses and his hands hands in his his pocket and he came out and did the whole hands in his pocket like kick kick and then he did the two steps back like he was going to super kick and then he wrestled with his hands in his pocket i'm impressed that somebody can do that. Yeah. That somebody can go and run and then jump over the top ropes with your hands in your with pockets. your hands in your pockets and not be like, uh, if this fucking goes bad, you're dead. <laughs> you're dead. I'm going face first into the floor. But he he's good for a manager. Except if you put him in the ring, it's going to get old, right? And then what? And right, and the old Hogan. And then what? But you could always have him turn on his own gimmick. He could like. And- like this is got, stupid. Like I'm, you know, yes. like like I, this, The Rock did it when got The me Rock here. came out and did the if you smell, and then yeah. like everybody started doing it, and then he was like, "Don't do that. You're not you're not The Rock. Don't do it." Yeah. So you it, just do the same thing, and it makes people love you even fucking more. But yes, he he could be a, a, a very good manager in a time in wrestling. Where there aren't managers anymore, no. other than Heyman, right? And that's and that's a quote unquote dying breed, just not because he's fat. And and he's going to die. It's Page was a the manager for the, for the Kabuki, Kabuki and they fucking tajiried him, tajiried her, and <laughs> yeah. spit the green mist in her face. Yeah. So not the first time Page has taken something. On. We'll skip the next story about Moxley and the right. unprovoked attack. What? Oh what? boy. So. AEW, what would I? What would it take to make AEW better? I would like for them to acquire Impact or TNA, whatever you want right. to call it. Other than the female, as we t- discussed in the last show, other yep. than the female wrestlers, mm-hmm. 
I'll take two or three of them. I'll take Rosemary, I'll take uh, Jordan Grace, and I'll take uh, Tessa Blanchard, and you throw them in the female division and just, just have them wrestle. And what's her name, too? The one from WWE, the Australian chick. She's in TNA? Da- Dashwood? I'm not sure. Tenno Dashwood? Yeah, I'm not sure. What the fuck was her name? Where she came out with the, the dude with the fucking puppet on his hand all the time, Santino Morelli. Santino. <laughs> what the hell but, was her name? I don't remember. It'll but now she's you. got like dark hair. She was a blonde. Mm-hmm. Now she's got and she's got a fucking smoking body now. Not that she didn't. But like, what male wrestlers would you take? I don't even know what male wrestlers are into. Um, Sammy Callahan is is your your main eventer, right? He's a guy that that's face that's going off on Tess Blanchard and, and all that kind of stuff. I would still take Brian Cage, even though he looks like a steroided out motherfucker. Um, but what benefit? Would be- it be for AEW? It, Other than the women. The women I get because right now AEW's women are a little... They're, they're all like up-and-coming women. They're not established. Now, I don't want them coming in. And I like what AEW does. It's like a point system. You win, you're lost, you move up and down a ladder and all that yeah, kind of stuff. That's pretty cool. I wonder where they got that fucking idea from. <laughs> Come on, Cody. Call <laughs> us. Uh, see, now that's three people you got to call. Um, so you got two of those guys. There was a guy that actually got trained by somebody here in New Jersey. Like a, a guy by the name of Fala Ba. Yeah, they're all like, if you if you, like, it's almost like AJ Styles. You pull them out when they were uh, main eventers, and you stick them in, and they're just like squashy middle carters. I think in AEW because they don't put these guys on every single week, and this, you know what I mean? They'd be they're not good fillers, but they're 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 in between the whole Jericho and Cody thing, and they're right in between that middle card. So they're like, they're the mid mid card, yeah, but- just to give. Because when I look at AEW's roster, I'm excited with the talent. There's just a big drop-off, in my opinion, between top and bottom. And I get they're growing. Just a little bit. And even with, like, the Sammy Callahan's and all the other guys, they're growing, too. TNA's not doing anything. No, they're not. They're kind of... They offered... They they came out. I guess they have, like, a pay-per-view coming up. Mm Mm-hmm. And they offered for one night any WWE or TN or AEW wrestlers want to come. Well, nobody from WWE is going to show up. But you know, you know how they can sell that. Let's just say Cody wasn't Cody or Dustin uh, Rhodes wasn't signed or anything. He's WWE, right? Well, I think they, that's they, one, they, I think AEW is they're not exclusive. Like you're not when you sign with AEW, you can go still do indie. Just, but if you get it. hurt, yeah, it's you're on your own. Yeah. I, I just think a little bit between what you got and you could, or you could just add on to like groups or, or just add to stories. And I think it would make it just a little bit better. Not being hold up. Look, I'm not, they have a, uh, impact has a full roster. Do they? I couldn't name you fucking. They have a full roster. Just you, you're, you're taking the, the cream of the crop and just, you know, better endeavors everyone else. I just think a little bit of that would make AEW just pop them up a little bit more. Look, I, I don't care that they're competing in NXT, right? I think a bigger picture, well, they don't want to admit it or not, they want to go up against a SmackDown or a Raw and see how they do. They know that they're going up against NXT, and right. they know they can, is, wipe, you know they can wipe the floor with them. But they have to build. Yes. And I think, you know, I, I've read, again, whether they're not, the, you know, the Dave Metzlers and the, the Brian Alvarez's. Of, are, are right or not. Are, yeah. are right. But the people at Fox are not happy that mm. each week the ratings seem just, to. They're just dropping. Well, you're on Friday night. I'm sorry. Like, yes. I'm a 40-year-old man, and I don't 
uh, you know, two kids and a wife where I, I can stay home on a Friday night, but I'm not your, the demographic you're going after. I mean, I am. I'm in the demographic you're going after. But they're really going after the younger really ones. But you really want the, 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 teen, the late teens and 20s to into the, the early 30s. And what are they doing? They're going out. They're, they're going, going to out bars. on a Friday night. Or there's so many other sports, like a devil game tonight. Am I going to watch the devil game or am I going to watch SmackDown? Watch SmackDown. You watch I, SmackDown for little pieces during intermission. I watch still. that during intermission. Or once that I give up on the devils, I go back and right. I watch the DVR. Right. You're not the. Uh, right. It, it's, and I forgot that from the last time because I was like, I know I have to talk about teams that Taylor we could trade them to. Yes. But I forgot. I knew there was a wrestling one, and we'll talk about it next week. Like the WWE wrestlers that could benefit being released. One of them is Cesaro. All right, off the bat. Next one is Randy Orton. For the simple fact of, he doesn't have anything to prove. He's like uh, Jericho. He's in the same boat as Jericho. I've been the champion. I've done everything that you can. Right. So let me go somewhere else. Right. And my my commentary for the AEW thing of bringing in these other guys, it's not to make another NWO. It's not to make. No. It's not bringing in a Hulk Hogan because he's the prize name. I'm looking at guys who are the grunt workers who are going to put on a great show. Yeah. And just keep that momentum going because at a certain point, right, you're going to be like, okay, AEW is going to be like, okay, ratings are slipping a little bit. What do we need to do? They might panic a little. We need to bring out Orange Cassidy every week and do a stupid shit. Yeah. We're going to need to have this guy Give come Orange out every Cassidy week. a cool show, like an interview segment, kind of like, you know, the it, Jericho used to do and, and the Miz. And and then you, you just need something so that you don't jump that gun. Yeah. You have enough talent so that and keep it two hours keep a keep dynamite two hours and you're just rotating in talent and then once you get towards your pay-per-view you push all the matches a little bit harder yeah. you just can't they can't and, do like a battle royal every pay-per-view unless you could do it on the next one or the one after if you introduce a new belt because you right yeah. now they only have what the tag team women's and a heavyweight and a heavyweight you need you need a mid-card belt yeah, you, and watch, they're going to bring back a television title or something close to it. Our wish of what the 24-7 belt is going to be. be, and now that's going to be a TV I mean, belt. they could even do a hardcore title because they can do it. They do the hardcore stuff, yeah. But I think it's going to be somewhere in the middle between a, tele, a TV title that's defended every week on TV, yada, 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 which is fine because and, you have enough roster to do it, and especially with, with this point system. Right, and with the standing system, you can, you can legitimately show yes. this guy is wrestling Jericho because he has the most points yep i'm available for writing cody <laughs> i mean I, i've got ideas that seem to be getting used one way or the other i i like that sammy guerrero kid i think uh guerrera i think guerrera i think uh J, jr not jd jr made a great comparison with him Who he came out to the ring and he goes I'll tell you what, folks, this guy reminds me of a young Eddie Guerrero. He goes, same cockiness, same body type, mm -hmm. same flashy moves. I was like, damn, JR, you actually fucking nailed one of your hyperboles right on the yeah. spot. Yes, he did. Hi, Stick and Super Kicks Podcast, your home for the perfect blend of hockey and professional wrestling. Pals, Bobby and Dave. HSSKpod.com. Get us. You can listen to our podcasts there, or if you don't care about our website, you can go to Facebook, you can go to Twitter, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, Spotify, Player FM. We're all over the internet. Tell a friend. That's true. Tell a friend. 
tell somebody who's in, into wrestling. Just in, grab their in, phone. In yeah. Just grab their phone. Just take and it right out of their pocket. And subscribe on, on Apple Pod. They'll never know. They'll no. never know. No. Go into your local I, I, iTunes store. That's a good idea. Check out, you know, just check I'm out, check so out the different versions. Do that, yeah, and just go. Hmm. Can I help you? No, no, I'm good. I'm trying to learn how do I subscribe to um, a podcast. What's, what's a podcast? I think that yeah. How do you do it here? Okay, you do that. Okay, grab Grandma's iPad. Yeah, you know she's not using it. She no. thinks it's only made for games. True. She's playing fucking Candy Candy Crush. Crush. Good job. Good job. <laughs> All right, we've made it to fifty. It's true. Woo! And a little over a year, so that means we've almost put out an episode One a week. week. You know, we're taking right. births and and whatnot out of life happens. We're not getting paid much for this, are we? <laughs> Just shut up. It's the gimmick. Come on. I don't get. I didn't give you copyright to get paid for the NHL. Dave, you got anything going on? Toodles. Woo!